the Chicago Bears schedule was officially released yesterday, giving way to kind of having a feel on what this Bears uh, win and loss record could look like heading into next season. We're going to talk about some of the key things that come out of that schedule and facts to look at. Plus, it's Friday. We're going to dive into the mailbag to listen to your voicemails. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. But let's go ahead and get into it. So the schedule has already come out. Me, C-Dub, Bobby, Steve-O, and Kev were live yesterday breaking down the schedule, kind of giving our thoughts and feelings on how the Bears' uh, year could go. And I think looking at the schedule for me, I think that the Bears can get nine wins on the schedule um, and even though we already knew the opponents, but, you know, I, I, the, the Bears are going to have, you know, some difficulty and some learning curve. We're going to have so many second and, and second year and rookie players that are going to be in not only just starting uh, roles, but key rotational uh, pieces for the Bears as well. And I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve there. I think the Bears, uh, it's going to take a little while for everything to quite, quite gel and be rocking and rolling on all cylinders. Hopefully not the offense. I do hope that the offense can be going and just a little bit more, you know, fully formed than what it was last season. But overall, I do think that the team is going to hit its stride probably around week six, week, week six, week seven, and then we can see the Bears really go on a run. I think they're going to win some games before then. It's not, I'm not saying they're going to lose up until then, but it could be a little bit of a rough go at times for the Chicago Bears leading into that schedule. But overall, the schedule, real fun. But one of the more fun things to come out of the schedule was released was this video that they did if you guys don't watch The Bear, which is a show on Hulu, um, I, it's a, it's a, I think it's on FX, but then it replays on Hulu. Amazing show set in Chicago in a restaurant. They did a spiff on this that was just hilarious. So go over to the Chicago Bears official YouTube channel if you've not seen it. It was absolutely hilarious. It was great. The show with The Bear is amazing. A great way to hype season two of that starting as well. But let's focus on the schedule. So, right? We want to focus on some of the key facts to look at the schedule. First up. The Bears have four primetime games in 2023. We have two Thursday night games, a Sunday game, and a Monday night football game, which, you know, considering how the Bears only won uh, three games last season, and really when you look at the primetime schedule games, it's usually really based off a team's success, a team like the Packers that has, I think, five or six uh, primetime games next season. But the Bears are locked into four. And I think that, you know, the, that, that, that's big for a team, right? And when you look at it, the first primetime game does not come until week five. That's against the Washington Commanders. That's definitely a winnable game for the Chicago Bears as well. And then we host a Thursday night football um, on, on, that, on that game. So that's going to be fun. And then, you know, three weeks after that is when we go to uh, face the Chargers on Sunday night football. And so, you know, uh, the Bears having a nice little stretch there of primetime games we like. But the back-to-back games, we play back-to-back row games three times this season, and two of those are within the first five weeks of each other. So be on the lookout for that. We face the Los, the, the Los Angeles Chargers on primetime. We face the New Orleans uh, the New Orleans uh, Saints uh, on the road in weeks eight and nine, uh, those two teams respectively. And then uh, we return home to host the Panthers, Panthers on Thursday night football, and then we go back out on the road against the Lions and Vikings on primetime in weeks 11 and 12. So. 
it, overall, the Bears have a nice schedule. And, and I like the fact that we also are going to get those primetime games. I think that's going to be good for putting us in more of that national media conversation as well. Not that that matters. You want to win regardless. But, you know, hopefully the Bears are really they're stepping up. They're winning some games. They're doing the things that they need to do and take care of business. Um, but, you know, giving Justin Fields an opportunity and the Bears as a whole to hopefully perform well on primetime, can't do any. It can't do anything but but help the Chicago Bears. And as we're a team that is hopefully going to win a lot more games next season, that is something that we can definitely look forward to as well. We have another late bye week as well. Uh, we don't have our bye week until week 13. When you look at a 17 game regular season, that kind of sucks. Uh, but it is what it is. It comes after Monday Night Football. Another thing to point out as well is that we have no breaks on our. our, our none of our buys come after that Thursday night game. So we're going to have you know some some shorter weeks there at times as well. But it is what it is. Um, overall, the Bears' schedule, not that bad. We have a couple of those long stretches in there, um, and it is what it is at that point in time. Our toughest stretch of the season comes between weeks 8 and 12, where we have four row games in five weeks. Um, and so three of those five, three of our uh, four primetime games are doing that, during that week as well, so be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, what we talked about yesterday, we, have, we start and end our season with the Green Bay Packers, so we get to beat those cheeseheads twice. Hopefully, other random ins and outs. Um, we have a uh, home game uh, in week one that's going to be a late afternoon kickoff for the first time since 1995. We played two Thursday night games this year. A bye week doesn't come after either one of them, which I've already talked about. We have two games that kick off at 325 p.m. Uh, within the first three weeks. That's against the Packers and the Chiefs. Um, and then also, uh, we have a little bit extra time to prepare um, in, in some of these games when we come off primetime games and bye weeks. But that's really it. Bear schedule, pretty straightforward. We had fun on the live stream with that. But enough of me talking. You guys know what it is. It's Friday. It's mailbag day. That means this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. This first one, this one's for Mike. Yo, hey, it's Mike. How you doing, man? Um, I've been, li well, obviously I listen to a few podcasts. And everybody out of Florida is saying the scheme they were running was called a, like a read and react scheme. So he wasn't called. You know, they were, the coaches weren't telling them, we want you to penetrate. We want you to get off the snap and get in there and get pressure. And so it's going to be really interesting to watch because you know that's not what Eberflus is going to do. He's going to be like, go get him, son. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to watch. Also, I, I did want to thank you. Um, a lot of places you call in, you feel like pressure, you got to – Get your, you know, your take out there quick and get off the line because Waddle and Sylvie have other things to do or something. <laughs> anyway, um, I do appreciate that you let your fans um, articulate their whole point, and, and I love listening to them, too, and you. And when you had the boys on the show, too. I'm just starting to get to know everybody's name. Anyway, peace, brother. Have a great day, and bear down, man. All right, Mike talks about the read and react scheme. And, yeah, that's definitely going to be things. And that's what you mean And when you hear things of like rebuilding players and things like that. That is the point of training camp is kind of have them learn that system. And it's going to be the system that Matt Eberflus runs on, on defense is is a, a system that I think we have, and, and Ryan Poles has specifically built this team to be able to play within that. Yeah, they're going to have to get some players alchemated to that, absolutely. Um, But I love I love this, the, the, the – not – just the mentality of the players that we drafted. I love their skill sets. I love how they fit. I love how they fit together as well. 
You can see Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens being a formidable interior defensive line front for years and years to come if they both hit their potential. Now, there's a chance that one of them may not, but if we hit on both of them hitting their long-term potential for the Chicago Bears team, you're looking at an interior defensive line that may not get to have the huge number of sacks. We'll see how they develop in that area, but it's going to be a terror in the running game that's going to put pressure on quarterbacks. And I think we, we focus so much on sacks, and like I said before, we do want to get those sacks. Let me let me be clear here. I'm not at any way saying, oh, we can just get pressures. We don't need sacks. But pressures are a big part of the game as well. And we're going to have a team that is going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. So, you know, I'm excited for that. As far as you saying, thank you for giving uh, the fans the time to really leave their voicemails and takes. Listen, what we wanted this show, this, this platform, the YouTube channel, the podcast, whatever you listen to it on, we wanted it to feel like you do when you just talk about sports to your friends. And to, to do that, we got to hear from you guys. We, this is a platform. We're the host of it, but it's not just ours. You guys have as big of a piece in this as well, and we want you guys to fill that level to it, and that's what brings engagement. So, yeah, we're always going to. Now, we do have the artificial limit of three minutes just because the voicemail only allows voicemails up to three minutes. But other than that, we're always going to give you guys a voice on this channel, and we want you guys, we want to be able to hear your guys' takes on this team as well. But let's go ahead and move into the next uh, voicemail. This one is from Book. Yo, what's up, Hayes? It's Book from King Booker World, man. Hi, B. Couple of things. Uh, first things first. For our running back room, man, you know how they always talk about the two, the two-headed running back. You know the thunder and lightning, man. We got a three-headed hydra. I'm going Greek mythology with it, man. But those three running backs, man, gonna do some damage this year. Watch what I tell you. Second thing about this whole uh, Justin Field MVP discussion, I can see that him being in the discussion. Now, I don't think he'll be the MVP, but I, I think he's going to have a year where he's going to be in the discussion. And for folks that's like poo-pooing on that, you know, what Orlovsky said, even though I don't like him, you know, he never said that he was going to be the MVP. He said he would be in the discussion, and folks just took it and run with it. But I can't wait to see the backtracking from these so-called people when um, Justin Fields go ahead and have that year that we all think he's going to have. I want to hear from all of them. I want to hear from Hedy McCoy, all of them, man. I want to hear all y'all backtracking, talking about we always knew he was going to be good. So y'all can, man, y'all know where y'all can go and y'all know what y'all can do. But anyway, man, I want to give uh, props, special shout-out to you, C-Dub, and Bobby. And y'all keep doing what you're doing. Stay down. Three-headed running back monster. Um, Here's what I'll say. Like, I, They're going to have to get creative. And I do think, and I've talked about before, I think we're going to see some creativity at points with Roshan Johnson lining up at fullback for this team Um, just to, just to kind of get a different look out there and what he does in pass protection, what he means in the, in the passing game potentially. I like that thought, right? And But either way, we're going to have some depth in that running back room and, you know, if Roshan Johnson comes along as quickly as people are thinking and hoping that he does, that depth is going to be something that, hey, listen, even if our passing game isn't going, which we all do hope that our passing game gets going a lot quicker and a lot more of a weapon and used more often than what it ever was used last season. But having a potential three-headed monster at that running back position, listen, it is for the year that we have it, because if Roshan Johnson does develop like we think, Dante, Dante Foreman is not getting re-signed. I hate to say that the season hasn't even started. Um, and then, you know, we go back to the two-headed monster. But we could have a hell of a two-headed monster at that. And that's really what the league is moving towards as well. Now, as far as Fields in the MVP conversation, right? Great point there, right? You don't, he doesn't have to win it. What he said, Orlovsky said, is in the conversation. And to your point there, you're absolutely right. I still think it does come down to winning, right? And that's ultimately what everything comes down to. 
we can be in the conversation. I don't really care about that. Like, if Justin Fields gets to the point where he wins the MVP or he's top two, top three in voting, whatever it is, cool. That tells me that we were winning. And that's the biggest part that I want to take out of that. The Bears have to win football games next season. And, yeah, Fields has to dazzle. We want to see Fields grow as a passer. And I think just naturally, by being a, a quarterback in Chicago, if, if the Bears win and he's performing well and passing well, and especially, like we said, on taking advantage of those na- of those primetime games as well, hey, listen, the, all the eyes are going to be on Justin Fields. They already have been to a degree. And to your point, I can't wait to see some of the people who, oh, he's a running back, oh, he's this, oh, they should have thought about drafting Bryce, whatever it was. I can't wait for those people to have to eat crow when Justin Fields is killing. That's my thoughts on that one. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from the 312. Hey, what up? What's going on, Hayes, man? I love what you guys doing. You and Bobby and C-Dub, man, I love the show. And I appreciate y'all got something that we can actually speak on, how we feel about things. But yeah, I just want to say, man, like, I'm with you on the Kendall Vendor thing. Excuse me. He's trash. Like, I hope they get, I hope they cut him. And uh, I want to see, like, you know, what these rookies do, what they bring to the team to turn us around for us to be contenders because it's been too long that our team is not, like, with the talk of the team of the league like everybody else. So, I'm just looking forward to Justin Fields and have success and I run again our defense to bounce back, man. And honestly, I think we should get rid of Mooney though, man. Like people telling me that we shouldn't get rid of him, but then again, I'm like, I think we should get rid of him though. So that's just my my opinion though. But let me know what you think though, man. And y'all continue doing what y'all doing, man. And I'm gonna continue to support the show as well, man. Bear down. All right. First off, thank you for joining me in my hate of Kendall Vador. We're gonna get shirts made, like like Varsity Jackets is the hate, Ken, hate, 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 haters club for Kendall Vador because I can't stand Kendall Vador. But, you know, it is what it is there. But as far as the Bears should get rid of Mooney, brother, that's a hot take. But not something that I don't think is out of the realm of possibility, right? We know what polls. This all comes down to performance and, and the value he thinks he can get out of that contract. If Darnell Mooney doesn't have a great season and he feels he can get maybe not the same production but better overall value, by going in a different direction, Ryan Poles will not hesitate to go that different direction. And to me, there's a lot of positivity to be taken out of that. There's some negativity as well to be taken out of it. It's not all positive, but that just seems like from the two offseasons that we've seen from Ryan Poles so far, that seems to be his mindset. If he can get better value out of that money, he's going to get better value, even if that means that the talent may be a little bit less. For example, better value out of our overall running back core than what, what he would have got paying Roquan Smith. Our total running back core is almost what we would have paid for Roquan. I think it's like it's like two or three million dollars more than what we would have paid Roquan. Better value overall. And we got a hell of a of a linebacking core on top of that. So it's all about value. And so Ryan Pose isn't going to spend money just to spend it, even if you are talented. It's about the value. And so we'll see if 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 Darnell Mooney gives that value that Ryan Poles needs out of that position when it comes to that contract talks and negotiation. All right, let's get into the last voicemail. I mean, last mailbag we have today. This one's not a voicemail. This one's actually a text from the 770. He says this. Hey, Hayes, it's Tonio from GA. I'm looking at at, at Coward. Uh, I'm looking forward. I'm sorry, miss, he misspelled there. I'm looking forward to the season and looking at the schedule with the hope and uh, and confidence. Hope we get at least 13 wins, confident enough for us to get at least eight to nine with playoff appearances, who? Uh, how many games to expect us? Uh, how many games do you expect us? And how many do you hope to see us win? I'll answer that quick, quickly here. How much do I expect? Like I said, I expect about eight or nine wins. 
I think we can get eight or nine wins looking at the schedule in fairness before we really see how this team comes together, how the offense grows, things like that. How many do I hope that we can get? Listen, I'm going to hope for 13, 14 wins every freaking year. Every year. That's what I hope for. But, you know, I try to be realistic in that as well. But let's keep it going. Also, I didn't get a chance to watch the live. We'll check it out. But if y'all uh, did, could y'all go over uh, the Panthers schedule maybe Saturday or Sunday with the guys and go over expectations for the Panthers, given the success that, uh, that their success is tied to us? And how many wins do you see them getting, especially since they got since we have their pick? I see potentially five, but the NFC South is more shaky than a tattoo artist with Parkinson's. That's funny. Uh, so they could rock the boat and get 10. What do you expect and hope to see from the Panthers this year? Bear down. You know what? That's a great thing. When we do our live this weekend, we will actually take that topic and talk about it. Uh, just to give a little insight there, I think that the Panthers are going to be better than some people are expecting. They're not going to be world beaters. They probably still won't make the playoffs. I'm thinking that we, we get a pick in the range between about 12 to 18 from the, from the Carolina Panthers. That's what I'm thinking. What do I hope for? I hope that they suck. I hope that they lose every single game. Can they go 0-17? That's what I hope for. But it's not likely to happen. Um, but, yeah, like you said, the NFC South is very shaky. Um, overall, I do hope that I, – I, I hope for a top 10 pick. I don't necessarily think that we can get one. But, hey, you never know. It's, it's based off how other things go around the NFL as well. So we'll take a look at that. But for more in-depth conversation, make sure you guys are tuned in this weekend when we go live, and we'll break that down a little bit more. But that's it. That's my time for today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at – uh, Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.